season. One. Episode. Four. Perish, whoever else, shall leap over my walls. A note, the events and found material you are about to hear were recorded posthumously, and read out by participants willing to help the Elysian Project uncover what led to the catastrophe that caused the end of our world. An event nowadays only known as the Tribulation. If you have further information about the depicted events, and want to help expand Elysian Project's vast archive, don't hesitate to contact us via Twitter at Unreal Images Pod. Thank you for your attention. And now, on to the episode. attempt to collect all seven words necessary to invoke the ritual to call Dagon, god of thunder, Evan traveled through time and space. The first stop was ancient Rome, antiquity, home of gods and heroes. Here is where our journey truly begins. The gods uh, were guardians of the place, introduced by auguries. Which of the two should give a name to the new city and enjoy the government of him when built? Romulus chose the Palatine, as their consecrated sense to wait the auguries. We are told that the first omen appeared to Remus, consisting of six vultures, and that after this had been reclaimed, Twice the Romanovets show themselves to Romulus, on which each was saluted king by his own followers, the former claiming the king on the ground of the priority of time, the latter had on that of a number of birds. On their meetings, an altercation ensued, one then blows, and their passions being inflamed by civil feud, they proceeded at last to express emotion and murder as a consequence. There is another account, more generally received, that Remus, brother, leaped over the new wall, and that Romulus raged the rat and slew him, but at the same time this information so perish everyone that shall be by these means, Romulus came into full possession of the god rock, and the city, when built, was called Athenae.
patricians, patrons of my right, defend the justice of my cause with arms. And countrymen, my loving followers, plead my successive title with your swords. I am his firstborn son that was the last that wear the imperial diadem of Rome. Then let my father's honors live in me, nor wrong mine age with this indignity. Romans, friends, followers, favorers of my rights, if ever Bassianus sees a son more gracious in the eyes of royal Rome, keep then this passage to the capital and suffer not dishonor to approach the imperial seat. To virtue consecrate, to justice, continence, and nobility. But let desert in pure election shine. And Romans, fight for freedom in your choice. Princes that strive by factions and by friends, ambitiously for rule and empire, know that the people of Rome for whom we stand a special party have by common voice in election for the Roman Empire chosen Antonicus, surnamed Pius, for many good and great deserts to Rome. A nobler man, a braver warrior, lives not this day within the city walls. He by the Senate is excited home from weary wars against the barbarous Goths, that with his sons, a terror to our foes, hath yoked a nation strong, trained up in arms. Ten years are spent since first he undertook this cause of Rome, and chastised with arms our enemy's pride. Five times he hath returned, bleeding to Rome, bearing his valiant sons and coppins from the field. And at this day, to the monument of that Andronacy, done sacrifice of expiation, and slain the noblest prisoner of the Goths. And now, at last, laden with honor's spoils, returns the good Andronicus to Rome, renowned Titus, flourishing in arms. Now let us entreat by honor of his name, whom worthily you would have now succeed, and in the capital and senate's right, whom you pretend to honor and adore, that you withdraw you and abate your strength. Dismiss your followers, and as suitors should, plead your deserts in peace.
If ever Tamara were gracious in those princely eyes of thine, then hear me speak indifferently for all. And at my suit, sweet, pardon what is past. What, madam, be dishonoured openly and basely put it up without revenge? Not so, my lord. The gods of Rome forfend I should be author to dishonour you. But on mine honour dare I undertake for good lord Titus' innocence in all, whose fury not dissembled speaks his griefs. Then at my suit, look graciously on him. Lose not so noble a friend on vain suppose, nor with sour looks afflict his gentle heart. My lord, be ruled by me. Be one at last. Dissemble all your griefs and discontents. You are but newly planted in your throne, lest that the people and patricians too upon a just survey take Titus part, and so supplant you for ingratitude, which Rome reputes to be a heinous sin. Yield that entreats. And then let me alone. I'll find a day to massacre them all, raise their faction and their family, the cruel father and his traitorous sons, to whom I sued for my dear son's life, and make them know what is to let a queen kneel in the streets and beg for grace in vain. Come, come, sweet emperor. Come, Andronicus. Take up this good old man and cheer the heart for dies in tempest of thy angry frown. Rise, Titus. Tacrinius, Superbus, wandered through the Apennine Mountains and sat at the seas. The first city to fall was Canina. Countless more would follow soon after. Etruscans to the north and Greeks to the south. The kings invented gods and their neighboring cities to our will. With aqueducts and fortified streets, we even took control of the water. With all this power came corruption and deceit. I am not proud, I fear disgust. In the end, ghosts ruled the kingdom. Stone still, astonished with this deadly deed, stood Collatine and all his lordly crew. Tell you, please, father, that beholds her breed, himself on her self-slaughtered body threw, and from the purple fountain Brutus drew the murderous knife, and as it left the place her blood, in poor revenge, held it in chase. And bubbling from her breast it doth divide in two slow rivers that the crimson blood circles her body in on every side, who like a late-sacked island vastly stood bare and unpeopled in this fearful flood. Some of her blood still pure and red remained, and some looked black, and that false Tarquin stain. Rages 
Roman, do not steep thy heart in such relenting dew of lamentations, but kneel with me and help to bear thy part to rouse our Roman gods with invocations that they will suffer these abominations, since Rome herself in them doth stand disgraced, by our strong arms from forth her fair streets chased. Now, by the capital that we adore, and by this chaste blood so unjustly stained, by heaven's fair sun that breeds the fat earth's store, by all our country rights in Rome maintained, and by chaste Lucas' soul that late complained her wrongs to us, and by this bloody knife we will revenge the death of this true wife. This said, he struck his hand upon his breast, and kissed the fatal knife to end his vow, and to his protestation urged the rest, who wondering at him did his words allow. Then jointly to the ground their knees they bow, and that deep vow which Brutus made before, he doth again repeat, and that they swore. When they had sworn to this advised doom, they did conclude to bear dear Lucrece thence, to show her bleeding body thorough room, and so to publish Tarquin's foul offense, which being done with speedy diligence, the Romans plausibly did give consent to Tarquin's everlasting banishment. out of the city and banished us forever. The bitterness I felt in my younger years I rebelled and brought bloodshed and brought havoc on the city to no avail. But now I'm an old man filled with regret, expelled by my own people. The mountain lends me its strength but even this is fading. The word I give to you is regret. While filled with remorse and ill will. Let it be useful for your adventure and good luck. I must die now. Finally, be at peace. <laughs> 